And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the On The Right Track Podcast. My name is Holly Alloway. I am one of your hosts, and usually I am accompanied by my co-host, Kate Flippance, But she's decided to be on her jolly holidays today. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Kate, if you're listening to this, hi, hope you're doing well. Um, She's probably back by now, actually, by the time this podcast episode goes out. So, you know, next episode, she'll be back with us um, and she can tell us all about her adventures throughout Australia. Um, But yeah, it's just me today. So get over it. (laughs) You're gonna have to get used to my voice for this episode. I'm so sorry about that. Um, But anyway, so let's jump straight into it. So of course, on this podcast, our goal is to reach out and help other sole proprietors and small businesses not feel so alone. And a lot of the times we talk about the mindset struggles of perhaps being a business owner, um, any as well being both me and Kate being female entrepreneurs as well, like what kinds of challenges that we face there. And of course, Kate is the recruitment expert and I myself am in the marketing field. So, you know, a lot of the times we share the stage when it comes to what we like to talk about. And obviously, since I'm the only one here today, I'm making the executive decision and we're going to be talking about marketing And the topic I wanted to talk about a lot today is making content. So a lot of the times whenever I'm talking to a business owner who is struggling with their marketing, one of the biggest things apart from outreaching to potential clients or prospects um, is also re-engaging their attention. So of course, you know, maybe they've reached out to you and just at that point, they've decided to take a an alternative method or alternative service or perhaps it just wasn't the best fit for you at that time maybe there was a miscommunication maybe you know we've just had the easter holidays so i hope everyone had a great easter holiday even though by the time this episode is released it will be a fair few weeks since <laughs> the easter holidays um but you know sometimes whenever you're direct messaging someone via email or social media or whatever the case may be sometimes the correspondence just goes cold right so a lot of the times 
the people that I want to service struggle with re-engaging that um, prospect. And one of the best ways that you can really help yourself is by creating content. And a lot of the times when I'm, I say that to people, I get the eye rolls and I go, oh my God, I just don't have the time. What, what do you expect? I'm a business owner. I'm a recruiter first and I'm not a marketer. And to that, I say, yeah, I don't want you to be a marketer. I don't expect anyone to go down a marketing journey unless you are a you know, prospective marketer to ever become a marketer. That's not what I'm saying. However, when it comes to marketing, a business owner, whatever the case may be, whether you're a sole proprietor or you have 50 to 100 people at your beck and call, you have to be in charge of your marketing. And that means you have to understand what it takes to have a good marketing strategy. And one of the key pillars of a good marketing strategy is content. Now, you know, these bigger businesses, they can hire actors to be on the advertisements for them. They can hire the voice actors to do the voiceovers for, you know, advertisements online and things like that. But when you are a small business or even a medium-sized business, you have to be the heart and soul of the business. And the only way you're going to do that is by putting yourself front and center. And that is also to do with your content as well. So this exercise I wanted to take everyone through today, to those who say I don't have time to make content, well, I have a 30 minute exercise which will get you minimum 130 content ideas. Now, if you just wanna use this for video content, which by the way, if you are looking to make content, the best way, and if you are only looking to create one piece of content, you should be creating video content. That could be through TikTok, that could be just on your laptop at home, that could be, you know, you can have the fantasy tech with your video camera and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Getting yourself in front of whatever quality camera you have at your beck and call, getting yourself out there, getting your voice out there, getting your face out there for one to three minutes once a week is going to get you in the top 9% of all LinkedIn users of right now. Um, right now, LinkedIn has a huge gap in the market of business owners not utilizing the content strategy as it is right now. So by you just posting once a week and also creating video content, you are getting your face out there, you are getting your brand out there because you yourself are your business and therefore you yourself are your brand. So in whatever capacity you can get yourself out there and video is one of the best engagement tactics that you can use, do it. So if you just wanted to use this exercise to create your video content ideas, then fantastic, go ahead. But this can be used for any kind of post. It could be a written post, it could be a carousel post, it could be a picture post, any way, shape or form. And this kind of content is going to be value-based content. There are so many different kinds of content that you could make. Um, there's problem aware content, there's um, agitation content, there's solution based content, and then there's entertainment or education based content as well. Whatever the case may be, whatever direction you want to go, these 130 content ideas are really going to enhance your branding as well as your business. And by the time you get really into a a consistent commitment with your branding and with your content, 
It might be the case where you only get your clients through your content. Um, if you're so, you know, in love with the content side of things, then that is absolutely fantastic. But if you're not that kind of person, if you are not a creative person, that is absolutely fine. All you need to do is to keep this part of your content marketing as your own. These, this exercise right now, you should be doing this. Don't pay someone else to do this for you. Don't think you can just hire a marketing manager or a content creator or a virtual assistant to do this exercise for you. Because at the end of the day, you know your niche and you know exactly what your industry is looking for and your service-based solution is going to be that signature solution for them. So you know the angle that you should be taking. But this exercise is really going to hone in what you know about your industry and the niche that you're trying to serve and get it and create content that's going to angle it so that they want to listen to you and therefore want to book a call with you. Okay, so that was a lot of spiel. But anyway, let's get into actually what the exercise is all about. So step number one, and you can do this on a Word doc, you can do this just writing it down on a piece of paper or in a content notebook, whatever the case may be. But step number one is write a list of 10 myths, misconceptions, or limiting beliefs that your industry has about your role in the industry. So a lot of the times I work with recruiters, You've probably heard people say about recruitment or if you are a recruiter yourself, you might have heard people say, oh, recruitment is so expensive and the recruiter runs off with a bucket load of cash at the end of it and I'm left with maybe a half decent candidate at best, right? They just think recruiters and recruitment agencies are this big money-making scheme, right? That's not always the case. A lot of the times, you know, these big recruitment agencies can get away with mediocre candidates and things like that because, well, at the moment, there's a huge candidate shortage. Um, so people are just desperate. So it depends on the desperation of the market. But also because the recruitment agency does get away with that because they do make the big bucks um, and they can um, do a lot in comparison to a sole proprietor, which is one of the bit, which is one of the unfortunately things that, you know, big, these big businesses can do better than sole proprietors is have a constant line of communication, whether that's over the weekend, whether that's after hours, there's probably going to be some form of line of communication. Whereas sole proprietors and, you know, I'm a sole proprietor myself, I, when it comes to 5pm, I'm off the clock, right? I've got other things to do. I've got other passion projects I want to work on. Um, so that's not a weakness of a sole proprietor at all. You should definitely give yourself huge praise for being a sole proprietor or a small business, but there are, there are obviously limitations to what we can do because we are just people at the end of the day and we are one person at the end of the day or just a small team of people who also have lives. Um, so anyway, that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about recruitment is that any kind of recruiter, whether you're from an agency or you're just a one-man band, you run away with a lot of cash in your hand. And, you know, that isn't always the case. A lot of the times the recruiter themselves is putting themselves at a huge risk because, you know, at the moment there is a candidate shortage. But, um, you know, they are just, most of the time, at least the people I like to serve, at the, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that they want to do is to find a good candidate for their client 
especially as a sole proprietor, because they want that good review, they want that good testimonial. And if that candidate lets them down, well, then they're not going to get that raving review and therefore they're going to fail in business at some capacity. So a lot of the times recruiters get this bad reputation and all these myths and misconceptions about recruitment because of what the media says or you know negative news gets around more than positive news does so think about your industry what are some things what are some misconceptions that people say about you and your industry that really grind your gears and that you want people to instead not have that kind of conception at all so once you've got those 10 myths down again it doesn't have to be 10 you can have more you can have 11 12 20 however your inspiration is taking you at that time i just like to start with 10 because that is going to give you a really solid start for creating then 130 um different pieces of content so let's say you've got 10 you've got 10 myths and misconceptions the next step step number two is to then think about the experiences that people may have or not had had that have led to these false beliefs so again Let's take that myth that we talked about with recruitment, that it's so expensive and the recruiter runs off with money, right? One of the experiences that people might have had with that is that, well, they've had stories or the media talking about recruiters in that negative way, which has then led to this bad reputation and people being cautious about working with recruiters in the first place. So even if they haven't had that experience themselves, they've instead had stories or the media talking badly about the recruitment side of things, which has then led to these negative experiences and the negative reputation around recruitment. And then, so for each myth, you think of three experiences that people have had or not had. Again, you don't have to just do three experiences, but again, that's a good baseline for getting 130 content ideas. Do that for every single myth. So it sounds like a lot, but once you get the creative juices flowing, I guarantee you are going to have a lot of ideas. And even if you just want to do your first or second myth and then three of those experiences for each of them, so you've got one, no, sorry, you've got two myths and six experiences, three for each of those myths, then you can carry on to the next stage. Step number three, what are the things excuses or limiting beliefs that they tell themselves as a result of these experiences or perceived experiences. So again, we take that myth, the recruiter is so expensive and they run run off with a lot of cash. The experience, they've had the stories, the media talking about the recruiters in the negative way. A story, i.e. what they say to themselves, this is where we get the speak quotations in, is Did you see what happened at the start of COVID and that candidate shortage that we're still going through, by the way, but um, and the candidate shortage? Imagine if you had invested in a recruiter at that time, you would have been screwed, i.e. the investment that you made in the recruitment agency or the recruiter because they understand that there is a candidate shortage. Well, they would have seen that as immediately, well, I would have wasted my money if I had used a recruiter. So again, that is a story that resonates with a lot of recruiters even now because there is still a candidate shortage. People are still very cautious to use recruiters, maybe because they've used these DIY techniques that, I mean, the um, employee uh, employment and recruitment teams of businesses, they've already used the tactics that they think they they know and trust the DIY tactics or the internal recruitment strategies and external recruitment strategies, which have worked in the past, but they themselves can't find any candidates. So 
Why on earth should they trust these recruiters to do the work for them when they themselves can't find anyone anyway, when they think that they know best about their industry, right? Um, so again, that's the story that they tell themselves. And to any recruiter, they would say, well, that might be true. They might know the industry the best. They might know the business the best. They might know how best to advertise themselves. But do they really know where to look for for these candidates? Do they really have the candidate lists? at their beck and call? No, because yes, they might have a good recruitment team, but they're not always looking for new recruits. There's other things to deal with because this recruiter knows that there are so many steps to the recruitment strategy. There's the onboarding, there's the job ads, the descriptions, the selection process. And then usually the recruitment team is also in charge of HR and human resources, unless there are a big corporation. Um, so, you know, there's so many things to consider. And a person, even if they have a recruitment team or a business owner who has a recruitment team, they may not realize that, oh, these recruiters can be utilized in various different ways. And there are so many things that they can help them with. Um, and that's kind of where they're blindsided because of these negative experiences and because of these negative consequences of actions that other people have taken. So once you've got all of those, so you've got your myth, your experience, and then again, I don't know if I mentioned this, but you should write three stories, i.e. the quotations of things that people tell themselves. So each myth has three experiences and then each experience has three stories. From there, you've got 130 content ideas. And I say this all the time in marketing. I only know of five pillars of marketing that make a good marketing strategy. So essentially, I only have five big topics to talk about. Yes, there are many topics in those big pillars of marketing, but essentially I only have five key things to talk about. But every single week I make three different pieces of content that I make on LinkedIn. I then also have email marketing that I send out once a week on a Sunday, which if anyone wants to subscribe to that email list, please go ahead and go to my um, website and there are some lead magnets that you can download opt yourself in for the newsletter. I'll be more than happy to have you on board in the newsletter subscription list. Um, and you can take inspiration of my email list and see, okay, what kinds of things could I be talking about? Um, and this is actually, this topic itself is actually gonna be one of my email marketing topics because it is such a fantastic strategy to creating endless amounts of content. And I sit down and do this half an hour exercise maybe once every quarter. And it's ridiculous how many different angles of the same topic I could get. And it's not to say like, oh, you should go through your myths um, step by step and you should go down the list and, you know, myth one, experience one, story one, that should be, and then the next week, story two of myth one. No, because it is going to get a bit repetitive and it is going to get a bit boring. But what you should be looking to do is you have all of these different ideas. Maybe week one, you could do myth one, experience one. Week two, you could do myth two, story three, and mix it up that way. And highlight and keep a track of the things that you have talked about, what worked well, what didn't work so well. And there's no qualm, I think, in reusing old pieces of content that did really well. Because maybe just like the candidate shortage, that is such a repetitive topic that keeps coming up and keeps being this hot ticket item to talk about because a lot of people are being affected by it. So there's no rhyme or reason to not reuse good pieces of content. 
if something did well, you know? So, you know, you could have all of those 130 pieces of content and just reuse them for the next year. I don't see any problem with that as long as it did well and as long as you're coming from a place of value, you know? Um, so once you've got all these pieces of content, the next thing you want to do is then think about the story that you want to tell based on the topic that you want to talk about. You've got the, you've got the story and that story should be very heavily engaged in value. You should be giving advice on the topic. You should be giving some step-by-step instructions of how to help that person overcome the struggles that they might be facing because of those issues. So in the recruitment space, let's say you did the story, did you see what happened at the start of COVID and the candidate shortage? If you, I had done that, then I would have made a huge error and I would have lost a lot of money. Um, well, then the recruiter could then go ahead and say, well, let's explore that, shall we? Um, maybe they've got a, a case study that had that similar experience where they um, had invested in a recruiter, maybe a recruitment agency at the start of COVID, and they lost about a lot of money. But then it wasn't until that they talked to a recruiter who actually had their best values in mind, who knew their industry, who knew exactly what kind of role that they wanted to hire, that and they had the um, list of people who were ready to go. Then they were able to find a really good candidate for that role that that should have been filled like months ago, right? Maybe they've got a case study on that. Or maybe they've got a really good angle where they've seen something in the news about that as well. And they want to talk about that as well. But they give something of value. They say there are obviously your your feelings are valid in that industry, that your feelings are valid about this problem. But here's what you're missing. Here's the thing that you need in order for to help yourself essentially and then once you've written that story you then have a call to action maybe you've you yourself have got an email newsletter that you want people to subscribe to with more information about recruitment maybe you've got um just you want them to follow you on your social media platforms maybe connect with you on linkedin or follow you on tiktok whatever the case may be maybe you've got a free downloadable resource that you want people to download and get the most value from or you want people to simply book a call with you if they are having those those struggles um so the myths exercise that I just went through, that again should be something that you should be doing yourself. Don't get a marketing manager or content creator to do that for you because they will not understand your industry. You could maybe teach them about the industry and they could maybe get give you some insights as to and, and bounce some ideas off of each other to make this 130 content creation list. But at the end of the day, you should be in charge and you should have the executive decision whether or not there's a piece of content there or not. Then once they've once you've got all of these ideas and you've written some ideas for the content creator to then go off of, then the content creator or marketing manager or whoever you've hired to do that for you, they then can take over that strategy and do that for you. But don't give them the satisfaction of getting the best of your business because you are your business through and through. All right, well, that's all for me today. I'm all on my lonesome and I think I've talked everyone's ear off, but I hope anyone who listened to that resonated with the um, exercise and feels like they have at least a leg up on where they're going to go with their content strategy. If you are still struggling with your content and you have 
still no idea where to start or if you're on the right track, hey, hey, um, please, please get in touch. Again, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search Holly Alloway. That's H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. Please go and connect with me on LinkedIn and you can DM me, PM me um, what you're struggling with and I'll definitely be there to help and support you. There's no obligation. I don't expect you to become a client of mine. I'm just here to give value-based content. And you can probably hear the rain absolutely chucking it down outside, which is a good way to end, I think. Um, Pathetic fallacy, maybe. Who knows? Um, But anyway, please connect with me on LinkedIn if you are struggling. I'm more than happy to help you out. Um, If you want to go to my website and again, go and see the lead magnets that I have on offer and even opt into my email newsletter. The website is Aurora Digital Digital, sorry, Aurora Digital Marketing Solutions.com. And again, my email is holly at Aurora Digital Marketing Solutions.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again with the lovely Kate um, next week. Cheers, bye.